1: Hello and welcome to Crime Stoppers Victoria's Safety Vision Radio show. I'm Fiona Colley
0: and my name is Lexi Junowick. We both work at Crime Stoppers Victoria and are so excited to be partnering with Vision Australia Radio to bring you this new show discussing crime issues affecting the community and sharing information that helps keep you safe.
1: Today we're diving into a MIDI topic that puts one of the key objectives of Crime Stoppers into the spotlight. It's about reporting crime.
0: That's right, without the community reporting invaluable crime information, Crime Stoppers would simply not exist. So it's essential for people to keep calling that famous 1800 333 000 number or going to our website and feel confident in
1: doing so. One of the great things about working at Crime Stoppers, we're really proud that we offer this service because it allows people to provide um, really confidential information and tips to us. But despite this, I think a question that regularly pops up in the comments sections of Facebook is, is it unethical to report crime information? But they more often put it as, is it okay to dob or do snitches get stitches? Recently, I came across an online article from um, ABC News with the headline, The Ethics of Dobbing. When is it all right to snitch? And so, of course, it immediately got my attention. So former Oxford University lecturer, Dr. Christina Galgrover, put forward the idea of running through a mental checklist with yourself before reporting any wrongdoing. So first, the author suggested considering whether the particular law you're helping to enforce is a just one. And second, is the punishment that someone is likely to receive if they are reported fair and proportional? So she finishes us off by asserting that dobbing is much more justified if someone's actions harms or is going to harm others. Or if their acting with impunity contributes to a wider social reluctance to do the right thing or constitutes a social permission to do the wrong thing. So what do you think of this mental checklist, Lexi?
0: I think, Fiona, it's not something that would come naturally to a lot of people to kind of stop and go through, you know, a checklist, but it is perhaps something that we could all you know work towards doing instead of just thinking oh no I won't report this suspicious activity or this crime because I think it's wrong but actually consider whether or not it's it will you know benefit the community in some way if you do report it and kind of I I think it is quite a nice idea and a concept I just think implementing it um, might be a bit of a, a conscious effort as, a repos- as opposed to something that really comes naturally. What's your take on it, Fiona?
1: I think everyone's got their own mental checklist that they've sort of grown up with, the whole what's right and what's wrong. And, you know, that whole Aussie thing that you don't dob on your mate thing that you're brought up with as a child. I think you kind of grow out of a lot of that as you get older and you see all the nuances in society. So some of the little things that you wouldn't worry about. But as you said, as this academic was saying some of the more complicated things and some of the things that have impact on society are things that I think um yeah should be shared and these people should be facing consequences for their actions Mm. I mean it's
0: I guess for both of us kind of looking back but when you were at school um what was the kind of I guess vibe surrounding jobbing in or telling on someone that was doing the wrong thing
1: I don't know maybe because I was at a girls school it was always we were always after doing the right thing and doing the right thing was always really important to us so yeah we probably did tell more often I think because doing the right thing was very important.
0: I think I was the same I mean I think it was more maybe peers that said oh you're a dobber it was never the teachers that kind of um, said you've done the wrong thing by reporting something that was wrong and I think in in this context as well, um, with Crime Stoppers, it is quite unique because when you do give over that information, you don't receive a, a reward of any kind. You do it, and whether or not there is a result or you know a, a consequence as a result of that, you never really do know, do you?
1: No, that's one of the yeah, that's one of the things about when you do report to Crime Stoppers. You're not always going to be um taken along the journey because you choose to tell it to crime stoppers rather than the police that action the information that you share could be acted on straight away or it could just become part of police intelligence to act on later but it's sort of you're trusting us that we'll do the right thing with it but you're not going to be guaranteed of an outcome
0: Interesting fact included in Dr. Gaukroger's article is that the United Kingdom's Crime Stoppers has seen a significant spike in reports since the pandemic began. While on home soil, just a couple of weeks ago, the New South Wales police minister told the Sydney Morning Herald, I implore members of the community to consider crime stoppers as one of the most useful and important weapons in the war against COVID. Now, my eyes kind of and my ears immediately pricked up when I heard this, because I thought, you know, it's It's an incredible statement that he's made. And I think that the quote highlights why reporting information isn't snitching, but it really is, especially in the time that we're living in, an essential tool that helps keep the community safe, particularly in a health crisis. What's your take on
1: this, Fiona? Look, It's a really complicated one because we're talking about people not being able to do things that they could do, you know, 18 months ago and... That sort of transition into the new rights and the new wrongs can be a lot to a lot to grapple with. At the same time, there's so many, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of Australians who are making all these sacrifices in, um, you know, in obeying their chief health officer's instructions, and to see that people aren't, and that has implications for the rest of society by dragging out the lockdowns, yeah, is really is really hard to live with and law enforcement can't be everywhere all the time and that's why, um, you know, everyday Australians can have valuable information that they can share. Now, I hasten to add that different states have different numbers to report COVID infringements to. So if you were to do a Google search for COVID infringement reporting and your state... Um, Yeah, you'll find the correct number to call because I know that in Crime Stoppers Victoria, we've been receiving lots of phone calls and lots of online reports, but it is in fact the police assistance line who are able to process those reports a lot faster. It just sort of skips the middleman
0: exactly right and I think this is also a good um, time to bring up in terms of there are quite a few different numbers where you can call and in terms of which is the appropriate to each circumstance we always emphasize that if it's an emergency or if it's something that's happening right now in an emergency triple zero is absolutely the one
1: to call this same topic, journalist Malcolm Knox recently wrote an opinion piece about the cost of dobbing in COVID cheats, where he described the pandemic as offering a perfect conveyance with just one anonymous phone call. You can get someone fined and make yourself feel better. You can also make yourself look like a goose.
0: I think it's um, important to highlight almost a, a kind of an oversight in Knox's argument here in the fact that when people report to Crime Stoppers, they're not requesting a reward. Most, like nine times out of ten, it's that they're doing it for the greater good of society. So there is also the fact that when you make a report, you'll never know whether it was actually you who got someone fined for doing the wrong thing or helped police close an investigation. As you said, Fiona, um, you don't get taken through the journey.
1: Exactly. And that's a big reason why um, listeners in the community should feel confident and safe and speaking out if they know about something suspicious in the community, because your information mightn't be on its own is rarely enough to um, to charge somebody. It's always you know combined with other police investigations or other investigation, other information that can help open an investigation. So you don't need to feel worried that if your information is wrong or not hundred percent correct. Um, it's given to the police to evaluate before any um, investigations are opened and charges are laid. And you don't really
0: need to have a full dossier of information, do you? It can just be, you know, simple, simple little things, can't it, that you can report in?
1: That's right. Sometimes it's just, you know, the license plate of a car that you saw um, parked in a really unusual location that might mean something to someone who doesn't live there, but you just think it's odd and Quite often it's just that hunch, Um, you know, if you think something's suspicious, Crimestoppers wants to hear from you because, you know, the police investigators know that if it's enough to bother you, they want to hear about it. And it could just be that little last piece of the puzzle that they need to either close an investigation or to open an investigation.
0: And I know we talk about it, um, you know, quite a lot um, during this particular show but with I guess people remaining anonymous and making those confidential reports an interesting um, stat that I found that with Crime Stoppers Victoria it's about two-thirds isn't it of reports that we get that remain anonymous so it's it's you know by far and away the large majority that you know do keep their
1: anonymity. Yeah choosing to remain Anonymous is um, a huge reason why the Crime Stoppers program is so successful, I think, um, you know, because in addition to not having to leave your name or contact details, which, you know, you know, quite a big chunk of the community choose to do to further help in um, a police investigation, but, you know, most don't, but we also don't use caller ID for phone calls, we don't trace um record IP addresses for online reports. So we do our absolute best to protect um, your um, confidentiality. The ethics of dobbing, look, it's one of my favourite topics, I think, and it's something I could discuss for hours on end. And I think COVID has really exacerbated how that's being discussed because it's sort of neighbours reporting on neighbours and things. So, you know, it is something that I think always needs to be discussed and should always be at the forefront of conversation. And so I think it's going to be fuelled by the pandemic for a long time yet.
0: I completely agree. And with, you know, so many newspaper, um, you know, headlines and articles that we can listen to, um, you know, really centred around dobbing. Is it bad? Is it something that you shouldn't do it goes back and forth but I I really hope that our um, discussion today today, Fiona um, has helped clear up any questions that maybe the listeners had in reporting information to Crime Stoppers and why they definitely shouldn't feel bad for doing so it's a great thing that you can do.
1: That's right trusting your gut is so important and if you want to stop worrying about it give that information to Crimestoppers and then um, we can evaluate that um, and pass it on to the appropriate law enforcement agencies to deal with. So to find out more information about topics that we've discussed on safety vision, we encourage you to visit the um, Crimestoppers website at crimestoppers.com.au. And if you click through to the Victorian
0: website, you'll also find links to our in-depth podcast series. Episodes are upwards of 40 minutes long, which really allows us to deep dive into issues relating to crime and community safety.
1: And, of course, at Crime Stoppers, we want you to remember that if you see, if you hear or you know any crime information, anything that can help law enforcement agencies solve a crime, you can use the Crime Stoppers website to submit a confidential report Or you can call us on one eight hundred triple three triple zero. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.